God. It says that as a person sang in tongues, this interpretation was given. There, are si there they are, signs. There are signs on the right and signs on the left, reading. Some signs say stop, stop here, pause, spend time in this place. Go through this door, move over, move out, move through. It'll be like a day of great celebration, a day of great freedom, a day of great increase, and then you'll back up and move out toward another one, and there'll be another sign, a deliberate sign, a real big sign, an illuminated sign, a sign covered in light, and it'll tell you what to do, and it'll be a great big delight. Ha, ha, ha. It'll be a sign of joy. It'll be a sign right behind it in victory. It'll be a sign of deliberation, a sign of pressing on into and through. Over in the realm of the Spirit, places to see, places to go, places to pray, places to say, deliberate actions and deliberate reactions, most amazing places and positions. Another tongue was spoken, and this interpretation followed. And so it will be a place of real, true, absolute seeing, a place where you can see so clearly that you will jump with glee, glad and thankful for the position and place that he's put within thee. So you'll see days turning into weeks and weeks turning into months, month after month after month, walking in a place of glee or gladness or wellness or perfection, but within you by the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost himself. Rooms within you will be unlocked so gifts can move out through the door of your heart. Up out of your mouth you'll speak and then others will look unto you and they'll jump for glee themselves because they've been waiting and looking for deliberately for words of encouragement, words of peace, words of prosperity, words of illumination, words of direction, words that will bring help to the needy, words that will bring restoration to those that have been separated, words that will bring repair to those things that have been in disrepair, resources, resources, Realms of positions out in that position. Room of prosperity. So all over the earth there will be little bounces or jumps for glee as my word comes forth with deliberate action and brings forth great reaction to it. Men and women will be filled and empowered with my spirit walking out the dream, the dream that you know about. Liquid light will come down and saturate those that you touch. Your hands will make a difference. So touch those that have been looking, touch those that have been asking, and my words will penetrate and bring great reaction. That's awesome. I was really quickened by this. Start touching people that are people that ask you questions, get an opportunity and touch them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to read that part again. Touch those that have been asking. Touch those that have been looking. And my words will penetrate and bring great reaction. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wasn't that good? I don't know if you got out of it what I got out of it, but praise God, I, I got blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Now, don't mess with me tonight. I've already warned Eric. I've already killed a snake and a half today. And uh, so uh, I'm one tough woman today, I tell you. Uh, you know, uh, we we've been praying so much that the snakes all came out today. And I drove into Hinton Place where we live and started down the hill. And I thought, that looked like a snake in the road. And so I backed up. And it was he has this, old, this snake about that big around, about three, oh, a little over three foot long. was crossing the road. So I ran over him. And, I, and he 
coiled up and then he straightened out again and started going. So I ran over him again. I ran over him about eight times. I went over and I, I'd go back and forth running over this snake. And he, and he, I thought he, I was pretty, huh? yeah, I was pretty sure he is dead. And uh, then uh, I, and then I drove down to my street right in front of my house, laying in front in the streets, another snake. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I hadn't seen a snake since I've lived in Tuscaloosa. There's two in one day. And, and uh, I, I looked to see if he was dead, and he lifted up his head at me. And Eric swears he killed him, but I promise he looked at, he, he killed him before I got there, but I ran over him three times. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But Eric says he, huh? I told it took, takes a real woman of God to, 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 to kill, to completely kill him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. So don't mess with me tonight. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I'm revved up. I was revved up before I killed them snakes, but hallelujah. Boy, I was like, man, here I am. I'm treading on serpents and scorpions. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. In the spirit and in the natural too. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And now pastor came home, and I tell him the story, and he tried to give me this story about they were good snakes that they eat rodents. And I am like, there is no good snake in the whole world. Because even a snake that don't bite, you can hurt yourself trying to get away from it. <laughs> you know, you can, you know. If I that that little black one that was in my street, Eric pulled him out of my backyard and uh, threw him in the street and ran over him once. That wouldn't do it. And uh, uh, but if I'd have seen that snake in my backyard, y'all would have seen a hole in my brick. Right there would have been, you know, I would have come through the wall. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's pray tonight. Amen. Well, we prayed, but let's believe God for what He's going to speak to us tonight. Father, I thank You for that You're speaking to us tonight. And I thank You that every bit of deception, every bit of misunderstanding concerning the Word of God, everything that's been unclear will become clear tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, if we have anything concerning religion in us that has taught us a way that renders the Word of God ineffective, I thank You the light will shine bright in our hearts tonight. We have eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we've been having some marvelous times this week praying and in the Spirit and glory to God. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We'll just get back focused on, uh, you know, we started out Sunday night uh, talking about the uh, armor of God and the Holy Ghost just took over. It didn't he right in the middle of that just started out and it just the Holy Ghost took over and took the whole service a different way so uh, I still think this is a powerful thing that needs to be put into our lives and we need to be made aware of it so we'll just get into it tonight and the Holy Ghost is free to take it again and just do any what thing he wants to amen praise God one thing the Lord did say to me while pastor was uh, doing the offering or praying for the offering sometime up here the Lord spoke to me and told me you to tell you that he considers your bills his bills he considers every bill you have his bill because you're his child even the ones you got that he didn't really want you to get 
they're still his bills. See, you know you're responsible for your child, aren't you? Amen. Well, he takes responsibility for his children, even when they don't do exactly following his instructions. And, and a lot of, you know, and God takes responsibility. This is what he ministered to my heart. He, he feels responsible to get you revelation that you need. And you know, if you're just not catching it, he's going, i got to do something else. I'm responsible to get this man this revelation, this woman this revelation, and she's not catching on. And so i got to do something else. i got to get it to her another way. And so God feels responsible for you. He's responsible for your faith. He's responsible, hallelujah, and he's respond, he, he wants you. He wants you to let him be responsible for your bills and for you not to carry a burden for your bills. And don't carry a burden, don't carry a burden for that anymore, Lisa, okay? Hallelujah, because he's responsible. He's responsible. He's responsible to see that you have transportation. He's responsible to see that you got clothes on your back. Wouldn't that be horrible? He would be so embarrassed as a father to have one of his children not have clothes to wear. That would be humiliating to him as a father, just like it would to you if you had to send your child to school without shoes or hallelujah, glory to God. So he feels, you know, and if we'll make him responsible. Amen. Instead of like Pastor said, trying to uh, trying to do it in our flesh, trying to do it with the arm of the flesh. There's nothing stinks worse than the arm of the flesh. I'm going to do this myself. Yeah, that's what we've done, and look what we got. Hallelujah. Well, now we're not doing that anymore. Ephesians six ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. Now this is so powerful. Amen. So powerful. Um, you know, we talked... Um, about it, but let's review just a second about this part, that people aren't our problem. When something's coming against us, we need to go to the source. And the people that are being used of the devil sometimes, and sometimes purposely, I mean they know they are, and sometimes ignorantly, amen, they don't know they're being used of the devil. They really think they're giving you good counsel, really think that they're not knowing that they're coming against your faith, amen, and being used of the devil to bring persecution, being used of the devil to, 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 to not flow with the will of God. Um, the, they're not the source of the problem. There's a higher power behind them, amen. They're merely puppets of the enemy. A lot of times Christians can be puppets of the enemy. I guarantee you every person that causes strife in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, any church, not just this church, any church, they are puppets of the devil. God never uses something evil to get something good done. He'll never have you rob the bank to pay your tithe. 
He'll never do that. He'll never tell you a lie. He'll never tell a lie. He'll never use a lie to get a truth across. Amen. He'll never, he doesn't need the devil. God does not need the devil to get his job done. And so sometimes people think they're being, uh, that they're doing right in a church. Even sometimes, you know, if the pastor maybe has done something they don't, don't feel is right and they think they're doing right by, by standing up and coming against the... But you know God's well able to take care of the ministry gifts. Jesus is in charge of them and He knows how to deal with them. He knows how to take care of them. Amen? And He knows how to get rid of them when He needs to, too. Hallelujah. He knows how to move them out of the way. So he, God doesn't need us to, 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 to be a puppet of the devil. Well, He told us to walk in love. He told us in the Living Bible, it says, Love hardly even notices when others do it wrong. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. So love doesn't... God, Jesus is not telling us, now you go expose that person. You go tell, you know, He's not telling us to do that. He's saying cover. Amen. Cover. Hallelujah. Now, you know, and it says, Heather, the Bible gives us instructions on how to do that. There is a time that, that you do do something in decency and in order, but there's a Bible way, isn't there? Okay. Well, and the same applies, not just to who's coming against us, but the people we're praying for. Your loved ones that you're praying for and that you're believing God for. Family, the reason they're acting bad when they know to do right. You know, do you ever have any kin folks that you knew knew what you knew and knew to do right and they wasn't doing it? We don't write it there again. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Something's blinding their eyes. Something's got a hold of their mind or they'd be doing right. Amen? And so uh, 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 we need to make sure we, we don't fight the person and we fight the right enemy. Because we'll make a big mess of things if we start fighting the person. Amen? you got to fight the devil. you got to get behind the scenes and they don't even know it. And you're fighting the devil on their behalf. Because the devil has blinded their eyes. You know, Brother Hagin says, you know, uh, I was listening, I've been listening to his tapes recently on intercessory prayer. And, uh, uh, and I think this is so awesome because uh, God spoke to us. And a woman called us on the phone and he said, she said, not too long after we'd moved to Tuscaloosa, a couple of years, I guess, and she said, God told me to tell you, he's given you the city. And we had a witness. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he'd given us not just the city. He'd given us the county. He's given us the whole thing. Amen. That means he's given us the people. He's given it to us. But you know, you got to, uh, you've got to uh, possess it. When God gives you something, God's given you a lot of things, all things that pertain to life and godliness, but you've got to possess them. Amen. You've got to contend for them. You've got to lay hold of them. You've got to possess them. And, and, and so I knew that, that he had said he'd given us the city. So when I heard him say this on this tape, it just really went off in my spirit. He said, when God gives you a city, the way you lay hold of it, the way you possess it, there's only one way, and that's through intercessory prayer and soul travail. Now that was his quote exactly. Through intercessory prayer and soul travail. He's talking about travailing in the Spirit uh, for people. And you know, there's people that are never going to be saved unless somebody intercedes. 
And sometimes we just want to talk to them and we just want to tell them, oh, and you just need to get your life right. And you know, you can talk till the cows come home. You can talk till Jesus comes home. You can talk till you're blue in the face. And some of you have. I see people nodding. I've talked till I'm blue in the face. Hallelujah. You could talk all day, every day, and it would, it would just be, it's just not there. It's not good. Why? Because somebody's got to go into intercession. Somebody's got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's got to get into to travail for their soul and for their their minds are blinded and they'll never it'll never clear up until somebody prays. We ought to be praying a lot more and talking about the problem a whole lot less. Amen. Hallelujah. And this town, these people there's people they're bound in sin. They're bound in religion. They're bound in tradition. They're bound in pride. One thing about religion is it's prideful. It thinks it knows everything when it don't know nothing about the Word of God and it renders the Word of God, the Bible says, to none effect. And so somebody's got to get in the Holy Ghost and pray in the Spirit and intercede, make intercession. Hallelujah. And travail. And that's when the windows of heaven will open. And that's when people will... That's, that's how we will possess our city. That's how we'll do it. That's it right there. And your lost loved ones, or maybe they're not lost, maybe they're just bound in um, alcohol or drugs or I don't know what all. People can be bound in everything in the world. Um, that's how they'll get free. And we ought to be real quiet about what we say. We ought to say not much. God, you know what we say usually messes up more and it fixes. Unless our words are, unless God just opens the door for us to say something. And leads us to say something. That's how you get your husband fixed is you get into intercession and you get into travail. And you know, um, uh, and that's why the Bible said for us to, for wives to be quiet. You know? Because we're just making things worse a lot of times. Now, I believe there's a time for the wife to speak up, too. I've seen wives that were too, didn't say enough, that wouldn't speak up, that wouldn't, you know, so, uh, but led by the Spirit. Amen? So people aren't our problem. He didn't say people weren't involved. He said they're not the source of the problem. But the source of the problem is powers. What is it? Powers, principalities, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Um, and then he tells us how to, um, to deal with that. Um, we're well able. We're well able. Amen? We're well able to, take a, to, 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 to deal with the enemy. Amen? And I want to tell you, you know, uh, just to clarify something about prayer, when you intercede with for someone, and you and you uh, spend, you take that time to pray in the spirit from them, you shouldn't. It shouldn't make you depressed and oh God and and you know a lot of a lot of times prayers get messed up more than anybody else because they take the burden on themselves. I'm telling you what you if you can't have life and life more abundantly if you can't have joy then you've taken on something God didn't give to you. Amen? 
Hallelujah. So, so, so we don't take that burden on ourselves and become just about half depressed ourselves. But we do. We're, we're instruments of God. We're co-labors with Him. And we pray and we let ourselves be used of God in intercession. But we don't have to get depressed and weary and cast down and just got all the cares of the world and all my kinfolks' problems. And We're way out there off when we're there. Amen. We ought to have joy every day. We ought to have victory every day. Hallelujah. We ought to be shouting the victory. Amen. Uh, thank you, Jesus. So um, and he tells us there, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Every piece. It's going to take every piece of the armor. You, know, you can't just get by with being saved. You can't just get by with uh, even using the sword of the Spirit. If you don't know about the breastplate of righteousness, you won't be effective with the sword of the Spirit. You won't. If you don't know what the new birth brought you, if you just think the new birth, you got born again, you're not going to go to hell. If that's all you know about salvation, there's a day that's all I knew. I, there were, for many, many years, that's all I knew about salvation. And if that's all you know, you won't be able to take the sword of the Spirit and do anything. Amen? And so we need to know uh, all about the armor, don't we? Uh, <coughs> with our mouth, uh, we take, and it's uh, with your mouth that you, that you uh, utilize the armor. It's not just what you know, it's what you know and it's what you enforce with your mouth. Amen? Uh, you know, it's with your mouth that you declare the breastplate of righteousness and the fact that you're righteous. It's with your mouth that you talk, that you declare your redemption. Amen? It's with your mouth that, that, that your faith is released, the, the, the shield of faith. And uh, um, it's with your mouth that you use uh, the belt of truth, that you take truth to, to overcome the lie. Amen? Uh, it's with your mouth that you have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's with your mouth that the sword... Of, you can know all the scriptures in the world. You can have them memorized. But if you don't take your mouth with the sword of the Spirit, amen, so it's going to involve our mouth. I've known a lot of silent Christians in my day, but it's with our mouth. Uh, it's always going to be with our mouth. You know, uh, just to say this, the sword of the Spirit, you know, it says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Well, it's not just any word. It's not just getting a piece of paper that's got scriptures written on it, although that's a good way to put the word in so the sword can come out. But it's that word that's inspired. See, it's called the sword, not just it's called the sword of the spirit, not just the sword. Well, I've heard people say, Well, I've got my sword, the word of God. Yeah, but do you got the sword of the spirit? Because the spirit knows what word right then. Right then, right then for your particular situation. Right then, amen? Right then. And you know, I, the Lord spoke to me this morning. I said all that to say this. He spoke to me to just remind me to tell you that tongues can be a sword of the Spirit. Because the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Not, now, not all tongues when we're praying in the Holy Ghost is the sword of the Spirit. But you can get to a place in the Spirit where you're giving the devil what for in tongues. Amen. And you are speaking something in the Spirit and it becomes a sword and it lops his head off. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So uh, that's important. But tonight, and I've said all of that to get to this, the Holy Ghost wants us to look at the pieces of armor individually, but specifically uh, the ones that were bought in our redemption. Because we talked about three pieces of the armor are the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, the belt of truth, and the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And three pieces of the armor are things that God bought for us in our redemption. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and the shield of faith. All of those things were bought in our redemption. So tonight, we'll look at the breastplate of righteousness, okay? What is righteousness? Let me just go over some things with you about righteousness. This is so important for you to have on the breastplate of righteousness. Oh, how much of the body of Christ thinks that they're sinners saved by grace. I'm just an old worm. Hallelujah. I, you know, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Well, that means that you tell God you're not worth anything. That's what I was taught in my Sunday school class. That you tell God you're not worthy and then you're humble. No, there's nothing, could be, there's nothing humble about religion. Uh, religion's doing it religion is prideful religion is doing it your way instead of God's way religion is doing it man's way instead of God's way humble is when you believe the word of God and you act on it Hallelujah. amen so it's possible to be righteous I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and still be humble but you start saying I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and all the religious devils in Tuscaloosa are going to get on your case they are you just get out there with some religion say I am go to work tomorrow and say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus they will some of them will be mad and some of them will say oh my God you shouldn't say that oh won't they isn't that right but, the, but it's absolute truth it is absolute truth now righteousness is the instantaneous condition of the believer at the new birth instantaneous at the new birth instantaneous condition of the believer at the new birth it is God's nature imparted to you righteousness is God's nature imparted to you at the new birth when you were born again it is not your righteousness it's God's It's not your righteousness. We know that our righteousness, anything we could do by works, anything we could do by trying to live holy, bless God I don't watch TV, that that's as filthy rags. God's far more impressed with the man that says, that's in faith. Bless God I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, I can preach this because I came from the man I'm going to work for it side. That's what side I came from. Before I had my mind renewed, I was always working. If I could just work a little harder, pray a little longer, live a little straighter, oh, and, you know, just constantly putting myself under the law. Amen? And you know when you put yourself under the law, you never get good enough to get healed. You never get good enough to prosper. You never give enough to prosper. Hallelujah. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Some of you have yourself under the law. We've been freed from the law. Amen. 
We're free from the law. Some of you, uh, you, you were taught as a boy, if you went in a movie theater, oh my God, and Jesus came back and the rapture occurred. Oh, you'd bust hell wide open. Anybody know about that? I wasn't taught that. I wasn't taught that. Boy, I was in the movie every Friday night. I was in the, my parents dumped me out of the movie every Friday night. My dad used to say, we're going to move out of town while you're in the movie. He mean, he really did. He used to tease me about that. We're going to pack up all the stuff in the house and move while you're at the movies. My best friend, not one of my, one of my best friends, her dad owned the movie theater. And we were little junior high girls. We didn't really go to the movie to watch the movie. Uh, we went to see all the boys and, and talk to each other. We sat on the front row and all we did was talk and get up and down and run to the back of the movie and run to the back. One night he got us all and he threw every one of us out. Kicked us all out of the movie. Kicked his own daughter out of the movie. Can you imagine? Hallelujah. We had to call somebody to come get us and take us home. Amen. Well, so I wasn't raised like that so it don't bother me to go into the movie. Hallelujah. Now the Holy Ghost convicts me if it's not something that ought to be coming in my eye gates. And that's not always something about sin. It can be something about fear. Amen? It can be something... You know, God's against fear as much as He is against sin. Amen? And so... Um, God can, and we let we kept our kids. We did not let them watch movies, and we're glad we didn't. We found out later they went to granddad's and watched them. But hallelujah, we were we were holding the standard high. At our, you know, later they'd say, "Well, that movie." I would say, "When did you see that?" Oh, at granddad's. You know, they were smart kids. They did never come home and tell us what they watched at granddad's house, because they knew they'd get cut off from granddad's house. Hallelujah. But they saw some stuff that I personally. Wouldn't have let them watch. But, you know, we, we, we kept a righteousness standard in our home, but we're not under the law. Amen? Now, um, it's not your righteousness, it's God's. Righteousness is the ability to stand in prayer or in the presence of God as if you had never sinned. When you go to pray, you pray like you've never sinned in your whole life. See, most Christians don't ever get effective in prayer because as soon as they start praying, you know what the devil starts doing? Reminding you of all your sin. You know, he'll go back as far as he has to go. My Lord, he's a not even, he doesn't play by the rules. He'll go back before you were saved and drag up old sin. He will. He don't play fair, does he? He really don't. He does not play fair. So we got to be smarter than him. We got to have our mind renewed. Uh, righteousness is uh, standing before God, greatly beloved, approved by God. Man, I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. Well, I didn't think God had favorites. Oh, yeah, he's got a bunch of them. And I'm one of them. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm God's favorite. No, and you're approved of God. No, and you're approved of God. You know, the world wants... There's so much out there to tell us we're not approved. We've got to have our mind renewed. We're approved of God. Righteousness cannot be accomplished by work or deed. You know, a family, if righteousness can't be reached by work or deed, it's not lost by work or deed either. 
Now, I don't want to disobey God. I don't like to grieve the heart of my Father. I like pleasing Him. But I don't lose my righteousness when I don't make a right choice. When I take a wrong step. When I get mad in the grocery store, I don't lose my righteousness. I lose my peace because I stepped out of love. Amen. Okay. Righteousness was accomplished for you in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's settled. It's done. It's settled. It's done. It was accomplished in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Righteousness is being able to go to God as Adam and Eve did before they sinned. Righteousness is going to God with no condemnation. Do y'all, are you completely free of condemnation? Or are you like most of us? You're getting rid of it, but still we have a little bit of condemnation. You know, you can tell sometimes if you're operating in a little condemnation when you start trying to believe God for something big. And then you think, well, you know. Um, righteousness, God created the new creation man in righteousness and true holiness. Ephesians 4.24. Turn over there. Turn to Ephesians 4, just back one page. Ephesians 4.24. This is so important that we get this so nailed down. In Ephesians 4.24, And that ye put on the new man. Put on the new man. You know, we, so many times we've walked around carrying around the old man. That doesn't even exist, but in our imaginations. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Not only did He make you righteous, He made you holy. You know, uh, you know, in many, many, many churches, you're taught that you have to, you know, well, yeah, you're righteous, but, but, but you have to earn holiness by what you do. But no, you were created, and that, that's what Ephesians says, you were created in righteousness and true holiness. You're not only righteous, you're holy. If you weren't holy, do you think the Holy Spirit would be inside of you and you could even speak in tongues? There's no way you could be speaking in tongues. There's no way Jesus would be inside of you. He wouldn't come in if your vessel wasn't holy. See, the problem, though, in our minds is separating the flesh and the spirit. You got to remember your three parts. You got to remember that there are the works of the flesh. Works Galatians says the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. And you know people will preach and say, "Well, you'll go to hell if you are in adultery," but they don't look at the rest of the works of the flesh. And 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 you know, if people are going to go to hell for the works of the flesh, we need to read the whole list. And it talks about jealousy in there. That'll send half the church to hell right there. And it'll talks about strife in there. That's going to send a hundred percent of some churches straight to hell. Hallelujah! Because they're strife pits. Amen. So it doesn't, does it? It doesn't. It's works of the flesh. 
Now, it does bring death, premature death in our lives, physical premature death. It brings, it brings all sorts of evil works into our lives. It brings confusion. It brings bondage. But the born-again man is righteous. And you, if, if Jesus is in you, if the Holy Ghost indwells you, you're righteous and you're holy. Amen. He wouldn't be there if you weren't. Okay, therefore, if you know that, the new man that you are has never been a sinner. Man, you're a new creation. You've never been a sinner. The new man you are has never been a sinner. Woo, that'll make every religious devil in town. I may have snakes all up and down our street. <laughs> Woo, I tell you, when the devil can't think of nothing else to do, he sends the snakes out of the woods. Hallelujah. <laughs> he was just desperate today. He couldn't think of a thing. Because, oh, I tell you, I had just yesterday had such a marvelous time praying about the blood and speaking about the blood of Jesus. Um, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I've never been a sinner. Can you say that with me? I've never been a sinner. I've never been a sinner. Hallelujah. I've never been a sinner. Oh, it's so important. You know what? When you know you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you, can, you get real bold. You'll get bold with hell. You'll get bold with heaven. And you'll get bold in the earth. When you speak to men, you're not a righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Um, <clears throat> did you know the old man has been destroyed? The old man has been destroyed. The old man has been destroyed. Praise God, the old man's dead. I know a friend of ours was sitting in the, and he's a real bold person. He was sitting in the barber chair one day. He was getting his hair cut by a lady. And he just, she was talking about something, about the flesh or something, the world. And he said, well, praise God, the old man's dead. You know, when we say, when we say that in front of non-Christians. And she went, oh, I've never heard anybody say that about their father before. <laughs> of course, he wasn't talking about his father. He was talking about the old... <laughs> But, you know, so be careful who you tell the old man's dead. Because they're going to think you're so disrespectful about your father. But we're not talking about our father. We're talking about that old man. Hallelujah. That old sinner. He's dead. Amen. She's dead. Hallelujah. God made a righteous man unlimited in his ability. We're only limited because we think we're limited. And so we renew our mind to this. We've got to renew our mind to this. We are unlimited and to be greatly feared by Satan. Say this with me. Satan, Satan. Is, afraid me. is afraid of me. Say it again. Satan, Satan. is afraid of, me. afraid of me. He sure is. He sure is. He sure is. No, you're righteous. You're holy. You know about the blood. You know about the name of Jesus. You know the word of God. He is so afraid. Amen. He's afraid, isn't he? Okay, hallelujah. Mm -hmm -hmm. Eric said for me to make up for Sunday night. 
That's why I told him, don't mess with me. I killed a snake and a half already today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to make up for Sunday night. I don't want to pay the price. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm excited about the Word. I mean, you know, there's nothing at home. Hallelujah. Don't want to go home and eat anything. <laughs> Trying not to. Might as well stay here if we can't eat. Hallelujah. Don't want to go home and, <laughs> don't want to go home and watch anything. There's not anything that compares with the beauty of your faces. Hallelujah. Too excited to sleep. Too excited to sleep. Amen. I don't, you, you think I'm kidding, but I go home from church on Wednesday night. And it takes me sometimes till 1 o'clock in the morning to mellow out. Because I come home and I'm wired. Y'all make me wired. Oh, by the way, we're having a ladies' meeting Friday night at 7 o'clock. I was supposed to announce that. And you know what? Ladies' meetings wire me. Hallelujah. I get wired. And uh, Miss Vicki told me that the Lord's, the, the sermon he gave her, the, this is the title. I don't know what it's about. It's, this is the title. If you're hot, you're hot. And if you're not, you're not. <laughs> I wouldn't miss it. Ooh, I can't wait. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5.21, are you there? Hallelujah. You didn't win, Eric. I had a little battle right there trying to decide, and I just talked myself right into going on. Hallelujah. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This is your pivotal scripture. So write this. I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures tonight. I'm talking about a bunch. Well, as many as I can and still be godly. And uh, uh, write them down. And I just commission you tonight to get you a highlighter and highlight all the righteousness scriptures in your Bible this week. So 2 Corinthians 5.21. Now turn over to Psalm 1, verse 6. And we'll do them in order except for that one. To me, that's the pivotal one. That's the one. That's the one. Hallelujah. He made him to be no sin. Hallelujah. He made him that knew no sin to be sin. That ye might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I tell you, I'll fight anybody over it. I'll fight anybody over it. I'll fight people over it. I have fought people over it. People have said things before about my church. And they've said, you know, uh, they're just the, I can't remember what they said about our, my church. But I tell you, I rose up on the inside and I said, no, they're not. They are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't come against the righteousness of God. You'll make me mad. Amen. I hope you feel that way. I hope you look around and when you see the devil coming against the righteousness of God, it makes you mad. Hallelujah. Glory, Psalm 1-6. It says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 5, verse 12. Are you writing these scriptures down? We'll go quickly. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou comest him as with a shield. 
Do you have on the shield of favor? Do you know that you've been surrounded with a shield of favor? Oh, just because you're righteous, you've got favor with God, and He wants to give you favor in the earth, favor with man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 23, 3. Pastor already read that one. Well, let's just skip right over it, okay? Psalm 34, 15, but write it down. Write it down. Psalm 23, 3. Pastor read it already tonight. Psalm 34, 15. Are you there? The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. Did you ever wonder, well, I don't even know if God hears me when I pray. Well, did you read the Bible? He said his ears are open to the righteous. He's always listening to you. Hallelujah. Now, you know, he has to listen even when he doesn't want to because you're righteous. Even when you're, you're singing some old sad song. He has to listen to you. Many, verse 19, verse 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Everybody say, all. Do you wonder if you're going to get delivered this time? You, every time, out of them all. Hallelujah. It's 37, Psalm 37, verse 17. Hallelujah. If y'all go fast, I will. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. Psalm 37, 25. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Oh, I'm so afraid we're going to go broke. Well, why? You didn't, you didn't read the Bible. The righteous have never been forsaken. Do you know when the righteous have had to beg for bread? It was because they didn't know they were righteous. Sometimes we have people come by the church begging for bread. And they'll say, we'll say, well, are you saved? And they'll say, yeah, I'm saved. I know Jesus. And I'm thinking, you don't know you're righteous or you wouldn't have to drive up here. You don't have to beg for bread. Amen. You don't have to call the preacher and ask for help. Amen? Because the righteous are never forsaken. Psalm 55. It's important you know you are. Psalm 55, verse 22. Don't let the devil shake you on your righteousness. Don't let feelings shake you on your righteousness. There's going to be times you don't feel righteous. See, your feelings are subject to this world. In other words, a demon can brush up against you and cause you to feel something. Don't go by feelings. See, you gotta, you got to lock in on the Word of God. you got to lock down on the Word of God and say, it don't matter how I feel. This is what's truth. Make that decision tonight. Where are we? Psalm 55, verse 22. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Turn to Psalm 89. Hallelujah. Lots of promises for the righteous. Lots of promises to you. Psalm 89, verse 15. And you know what, you know what folks? Uh, uh, these folks in the Old Testament, a lot of this is just spoken by unction of prophecy. Looking out, they looked out in the future and they saw this righteous church and they didn't even know what it was. They couldn't even explain it. But, and, and you know, the only way they received righteousness, it says that, that God imputed righteousness unto Abraham because of his faith. Amen. Psalm 89, verse 15. It says, uh, 
Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. You know, are you, if you're righteous, you, you ought to be rejoicing all day. How many of you, I, I'm challenging you tonight, start rejoicing all day, every day. You're righteous. You're righteous. Amen. 112. Psalm 112. Praise God. Verse 1. 112, verse 1 through 3. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed, his children, shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Are you, are you saying every day, wealth and riches are in my house? I'm righteous. Wealth and riches are in my house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm, you know what you say has everything to do with it. Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 21. Mm. Ooh. Though hand joined in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. You got children that aren't doing what you want? The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Somebody needs to lay hold of it for them. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. I'm glory to God. Um, Proverbs 14:34. This is good stuff, just letting the Word do the talking. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 15, verse 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. We already read one similar to that, didn't we? Proverbs 28, 1. So we know he hears our prayer. Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee when no, one, no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. When you know you're righteous, you'll be bold, won't you? Isaiah 32. Isaiah 32, verse 17. Hallelujah. And, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. See, when you know you're righteous, you just have peace and you got assurance. Don't matter what happens. Don't matter what happens financially. Don't matter what happens. You got assurance. You're just full of assurance because you know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The righteous have never been forsaken. Amen. Turn to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, verse 14. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Verse 17, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61. Verse 1. 
The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. We're trees of righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 23. I'm there, are you? Jeremiah 23, 6. Well, I said I was. I spoke too quick. Um, in, this, in his days, Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called. The Lord our righteousness. Praise God. That's one of his names, isn't it? Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. One of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. Very prophetic scripture. Malachi 4. I'm going to get there. Well, I'm... There we go. Malachi 4 verse 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. If you are not well in your body, get a picture of yourself. You know, have you ever, my grandfather raised cattle, so I've seen this. I've seen it in the morning when it's cool and you got a baby calf, how they'll jump and frolic and play play, kick their little back feet out and jump around and just frolic. Begin to see yourself free and happy and jumping and playing. Hallelujah, because the Son of Righteousness is arose with healing in His wings. Amen. Get a vision of that. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Glory. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I'm telling you, when you hunger, you always get filled. If you're not being filled, you're not hungering, because you always get filled. We talked about it so extensively Sunday night, how when you begin to hunger for God, and you begin to reach towards Him in any way, how He'll move heaven and earth together to get to you, to get to you. Hallelujah. So hunger. You need to turn up your hunger. If you want more in your life, get, begin to hunger for God. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, 6.33, Matthew 6.33. You know this one. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Romans 1.4. Romans 1.4. Keep it going. We're just about through. And, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection. Where am I at? Romans 1 4. Mm -hmm -hmm. That don't seem right. I've wrote it down wrong. Keep going. Romans 1 16. Don't know where I got that one. Ooh, hallelujah. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Uh, Romans 3.21 but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. See, God don't need the law anymore. 
the righteousness without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Hallelujah. Romans 5, 17. This is another one of my favorites. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Did y'all hear that? Did you hear that? That when you receive the gift of grace by the man Jesus Christ that you're going to reign in life? Reign in life. You're a king's kid. You're going to rule and reign. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ooh, that one's a powerful scripture. Lots of good meditation scriptures here, isn't there? Romans 5, 19. Hallelujah. For as by one man's dis disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Verse 21. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, if you want more grace, get an understanding of righteousness. Because he says grace reigns through righteousness. Uh, let's see, Romans 6, 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Glory to God. Romans 10, verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaking on, speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, what is, that is to bring Christ down from above. Well, who shall ascend into, let's see, yeah. Who shall ascend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. It's the righteousness, the righteousness which is of faith speaks. Amen. If you know you're righteous, you'll start talking it. Glory to God. Romans 10.10 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 14 verse 17 uh, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 1.30 but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Did you know you already have wisdom? Because he's been made unto you wisdom. He's been made unto you righteousness. You already have sanctification. He's made unto you sanctification. And you already have complete redemption. Amen. It's yours already. Um, and then we already read 2 Corinthians 5.21, but if you want to keep the scriptures in order, write that down. And then we read Ephesians 4.24. Remember, we started out with that one. Then So go to Philippians 1.11. Philippians 1.11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. 2 Timothy 4.8. 2 Timothy 4, 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. There's been laid up for you a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. I'm just in love with Jesus coming back. I just can't wait for Jesus to come back. Oh, I just can't wait. 
Oh, hallelujah, I hope it's tomorrow. Well, better yet, let's just make it tonight. Hallelujah. Glory, I'm going to be up late anyway. Let's just make it tonight. Glory to God. I, those that love His appearing, we're going to get a crown of righteousness, aren't we? Oh, I tell you, I was one little poor, pitiful Baptist girl that didn't know I was righteous and felt so condemned. I saved, but I felt so condemned and that I dreaded Jesus coming back. Mm, I did not like those books, that late great planet earth and all those books that talked about Jesus coming back because I was scared. I was scared He'd come back. I didn't want Him to come back. Can you imagine wanting to stay in this poor, pitiful old world? Oh, I'm not scared anymore. You don't have to be scared. You're righteous. Glory to God. It's going to be good for you. Hebrews 5, verse 12. We're nearly through. Hebrews 5, 12. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For every one that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. You know, you find somebody that, that doesn't know about righteousness and doesn't know they're righteous, they're a baby. They're a spiritual baby. Praise God. Keep going. Not too much left. James 5, 16. James 5. James 5. Oh, you know this one. We could quote it. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know you avail much when you're righteous because, and when you know you're righteous because you're bold. 1 Peter 3, 12. You, oh, Hallelujah. 1 Peter 3, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers. God don't ever take His eyes off of you. He don't ever take His eyes off of you. I was washing my hair this morning, and all sorts of hair, you know, stray hair, and I thought, man, God, you, tell you, you know, He's got to be pretty attentive to keep up with it all the time. It, he can tell you any moment how many hairs are on your head. And some of us, I got a lot of hair. It's harder for Him on some of us than it is on others. You know? Hallelujah. I'm not, not pick, talking on anybody in particular. Verse 14. But, in, but and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. If you know you're righteous and you suffer because of it, you know if they get mad at you because you know you're righteous. If they persecute you about it. 1 Peter 4.18. Well, just be happy. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? And the Living Bible says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, what chance do the, do the godless have? What chance do those without God have? 1 John 1, 9. This is, how we, this is how we stay full of faith. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Any unrighteousness that would get in our mind... Our, our emotions, any unrighteousness that would get in our flesh, you know, you're sealed. Your spirit's sealed. Unrighteousness is not going to get in your spirit. You're sealed by the Holy Ghost. Nothing can penetrate your spirit, but you can get your flesh full of unrighteousness. You can get your head full of unrighteousness. You can get your soul, your emotions full of unrighteousness. But all you have to do is confess and, and ask God to forgive you, and He cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And you know, it's important that we keep our spirit, soul, and body as one. 
Because if, you, if you're, if you're over here in unrighteousness in your flesh, but your spirit is clean and pure, there's going to be a big war going to go on. You're going to be the most miserable of all people. You're going to be schizophrenic. You've got a split personality. You've got one part of you righteous and one part of you living like the devil. You're going to be the most miserable of all people. Amen? So we need to stay clean. 1 John 3, 7. We're, we're against, you know, just because we preach righteousness in this church don't mean we agree with sin, don't mean we are for sin. We hate sin because we know it destroys people. It destroys their lives. It destroys their homes. Amen? We hate sin. We hate it. First John 3, 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. You know what he's saying there? He's saying when you're righteous, you're going to want to do righteousness. When you're righteous and you know you're righteous. You know why there's so many backslidden Christians in sin? Because we hadn't preached righteousness. We hadn't taught them they're righteous. We've taught them you're an old sinner. We've taught condemnation to them. We've taught people how to backslide. We've told them that they have to sin. That because you're a sinner, you have to sin. There's no way you cannot sin. You know, we've told them all those kind of things. We've preached them. We've preached them right out there into ungodliness. And so they, if we'd teach people that it's righteous. There's something about knowing you're righteous that makes you not want to sin. Don't make you want to sin. It makes you not want to. See, people are afraid that if you teach righteousness, then people will have a license to sin. But people already sin all they want to. People already sin. Oh, I tell you what, it, if we preach righteousness, it makes me not want to sin. It makes me want to live up and measure up to what God's standard is that He's put on the inside of me. It makes me feel good about myself. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand up together. That was it. That was it. We made it. Thank you, Jesus.